Yeah. Oh, the, the, what was it? The Hustler movie? Yeah. Just the, the Hustler guy. The People vs. Larry Flint? Flint? The real guy. He's, <laughs> he's a real man, he's and he's real a real slimy. nasty man. He is kind of a nasty man. So where did you get this from today? This one is from... I, I'm I'm a regular to, to the grass station, Ben. They've won my heart. I hear it. There are dogs in the lobby. They gave me dog treats. Now, if you buy buy shit from them, they give you chicken livers for your animals. That's cool. Yeah, you can't beat that. Well, if you're just listening to us right now, welcome back to episode, well, Best of Buds podcast, I should say. Episode 11. Carlos, how you doing this afternoon? I'm good, because 11's a lucky number, Ben. I like that. 7 like and that. 11. And so we are, we're trucking right along. Made it this far. Why not go further? That's what I always say. <laughs> we're getting there. Take it further. <laughs> oh, wait, that's too far. No. <laughs> oh, Ben and Ben. a safe word for the podcast. Guess when he starts taking it too far. I usually just... It's like pineapple. I usually pineapple. just insult Ben when he <laughs> says things that I think his mother would be ashamed about. And then that old Catholic embedded guilt just makes me just clam up. Yeah, he just kind of melts back into himself and we get on with the show. (laughs) Get on with the show. Welcome to show number 11, guys. If you're listening out there, we're coming to you from Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, which is a land of recreationally legal marijuana and uh, medicinally legal marijuana, uh, cannabis, THC, weed, grass, what else, Ben? Places to do it. People well, no, to talk about you, you, politics of it. You missed it, Ben. You're high. I wasn't. No, I was looking over there. What You're high. Saying? Names for weed, Ben. Oh, ganja. Ganja. What That's else? An old one. That is an old one. Oh, let's see, you got reefer. That's reefer. Dosha. Like Dosha. Yeah. Past the duchy on the left hand side. Ooh. That, is that the, the, the duchy? The duchy? Duchy. The duchy? <laughs> duchy. <laughs> anyway, I digress. We're we're already smoking here, folks. Uh, but uh, welcome to number eleven. We've had Ben. We've had uh, COOs. We've had delivery drivers. We've had grow operation owners dispensary owners and now if if you would believe it folks out there uh beyond albuquerque and maybe even in albuquerque and in new mexico at large you may not know this uh but today we play host to i don't want to get this wrong ben to ben lewinger and then ben can you tell us what you do so i don't fuck this up yeah Uh, yeah ben lewinger i I work for the New Mexico Cannabis Chamber of Commerce, which is like the state's industry association for cannabis, which is what we're talking about. Producers, manufacturers, retail, all the different licenses you can have that make this new uh, regulated industry, I don't know, more interesting than it was when it was unregulated, maybe, at least from a policy perspective. I like the way So you you're out that. there fighting the good fight for all of us. Uh, I'm. I think I'm helping to organize people to fight their own good fight. Mm, I like that. I like that. If, if I'm doing my job right, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, it's more interesting than it was when it was unregulated, and I like the way that's put because I think 
Uh, regulation scares everybody, bro. That scares me. I, I, I didn't think I'd see the day Ben out and Ben, the man in the booth. There's two Bens here today. If you guys haven't fucking gathered that one, it's bending my brain a little bit. Uh, yeah, man. Are you really a Ben or you Benjamin? Benjamin, see, you're Ben. I mean, I'm, I'm really Ben. Okay. Oh, the there you it. go. I gotta call you Benjamin like your mom does today. I'll be Benjamin. That's fine. So Benjamin, <laughs> I, I think believed you'd see the day that it would go illegal in New Mexico, and I just didn't. And now we're here. I did. I did. I, I knew it'd be late to the game, and I mean, really, like nationwide, we're not that bad, but regionally, I think we are. The fact that Arizona beat us to it. Yeah, who wants to get beat by Arizona at anything? That that really chapped my ass, and I'll tell you why. Because, like I said, last time I was there in Phoenix, I was there for that comedy show, and there was a hotel downtown Phoenix that had access to a lounge. It was all BYOB, temporary memberships. It was mm-hmm. great. Hey, I have a question that comes off of this, and Ben, tell me, uh, Mr. Lewinger, what you think about this? Like, I was just downtown last night, you know, and I don't drink. I was with a bunch of people that did. I forgot my weed at home. And the lady I was with was like, well, we could just walk to a dispensary. Like, I'm sure there's one down here. And I was like, no, there's not. What do you think about that, Ben? There's a harvest downtown. There's a cinder downtown. There's a couple dispensaries. They're walkable. So I just, I lied to her. I lied to her. I think there's one around like 6th Street somewhere, too. Okay. There's trying to be a lounge somewhere down there. I would like one on Central, please. Could we get one just on Central, though? I think, like, I guess, well, that we have to wait for the cafes to see that, I guess, huh? More so. That's more Maybe like that single hangout. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is because it's legal now, like, there's, you know, no enforcement. You can walk. I mean, we always did before. Walk down the street, walk down Central, coming out of the bars, going into the bars, um, hitting your joints. And now it's just, uh, you know, more legal. So now you're really not going to get fucked with. But the lesson is, don't forget your shit at home if I you're know. going out. <laughs> boo this That's man. Where you're going. <laughs> Give us a boo, Ben. Come Actually, on. I, no, I have someone for that one. I got oh. a... Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. That was my bad. I got... Oh. There we go. There's lots of good dispensaries everywhere. It's interesting. That's, I think that's what is really exciting about this part is everybody's trying to figure out who their their client base is going to be. I'm oh, good, thank you. Everybody's trying to figure out uh, you know, how they're going to market to the people that they want to reach. And for us, for the end users, it's just like Disneyland. You can be part of whatever customer base you want, and you can go to every different place and check out what they have. It is true. It is kind of fun walking into a new dispensary, especially if it's like aesthetically welcoming. That's totally cool. You're just like, oh, this Ben's is... all about aesthetics. Benjamin's all about. I do. If you yeah. have, well, I mean, if you put in effort to that side, I feel like you care about your product. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, just it's just part. Of, it's just part of it now. You know, before just like you were meeting an like, end guy, right? But now you have to go to. You know, why why shouldn't you ask for a boutique type experience with that? Mm-hmm. I don't know what you want. You know, I don't disagree with you there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an uh, like a parallel industry and a, an, an analogous situation with that and that is that I walked into um, Era Tattoo which is on San Mateo they're actually the sponsors of the New Mexico Tattoo Fiesta this year um, just the other day with Ben Shaw a buddy of mine who's helping to promote New Mexico Tattoo Fiesta and the seminars and things that are happening in July um, but Era Tattoo is like 
it's like a spa. Like the the thing is like part spa, part doctor's office, part like I'm in this really fucking cool spaceship. <laughs> it looks like like futuristic. So and I was like, wow, yeah, yeah. Um, and then but but I would say. I've never been tattooed there, and I won't name names of other tattoo shops that I feel had like a funkier vibe or like not less clean, but just like not all, you know, super fancy. Um, but I created the relationship with the person that was there, and I liked the space that they created, even though it wasn't fancy. And you know me, I'm gonna say that I go to the grass station because like I walk in and they talk to me and call me by name, and they're nice, and they are. I don't know. I just enjoy being in that space when I'm there. And it's not like, I, it's, it's nothing to write home to mom about. I'm not like, you know, that's no slight to them either. But it, they didn't, you can tell, they they moved in to do business and they just do good business with a good staff. So I like that, the relational aspect of it. Do you have a favorite dispensary, Mr. Lewinger? I can't say. Oh. No, no. I, I, I have several favorites. I But no, seriously, I like going to new ones <coughs> Here's the deal. For an average consumer, and I am very much an average, you know, consumer. I'm not out there hunting phenotypes and, you know, remembering every amazing thing I've, I've smoked. But I'm, a, I, I'm an average consumer. And every single place or just about every single place within a 10-mile radius of right now that's legally selling cannabis has something for me that's going to be interesting. Yeah, so then that's true. aside from 100%. that, it comes down to customer service, knowing your name. You're like, what's up, Kyle? What do you need? And then the customer experience, which you're talking about, it's like a lounge, it's a spa. So you have all these businesses yeah. that are competing at the, you know, in the, they're competing in the cannabis industry. Because if you don't have anything that's worth smoking or vaping or doing whatever you're going to do, then you're, you're going to be out of business really soon. And it's super competitive. So the companies that are really thinking about that customer experience, what they can do um, to keep people coming back, those are the ones that are going to be here for a while. And until like that happens, we just gonna, get to explore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like the budget is always kind of look at me weird, though, when I, like, browse the whole dispensary and look at everything. Every single thing. Well, like, I take a, I take a special interest now because it's fun to pick out new products. Like, I found these uh, preloaded chillums that are, like, with herb, which is just, like, Amazing. You know, yeah, and they're great, you know? I said they looked very much like a crack. Carlos egg. doesn't like the clear glass. Yeah, but they, they gotta they gotta do those in colored glass, man. I just that's an aesthetics thing that I don't appreciate about that thing. Huh? <laughs> but, but neither here nor there. It's a cool product. Yeah, and it's and it, and it can be disposable. It, it can is, be yeah. reusable. Yep. They yeah. actually have a recycle bin for them if you want to bring them back. That's cool. Which is that's kind of cool. Funny. But um, yeah, that was a cool one. But they also have like you know all the tinctures out there, the drinks out there. I like the drinks. Do you do you have you drank it? I yeah. like the drinks. They're either too strong or not strong enough. Yeah, James from uh, Encore. Exotic. I always say you always. Exotic. It's okay. It's okay. It's Encore extracts. He brought down some Kool Aid mixes. He brought some. He actually, you know, he brought this stuff down too. Check this out. Oh yeah. This is a lime salt, and the whole the whole bottle is ten milligrams. So feel free to try this. It. Yeah, because it's not going to do anything to you. But it is tasty. Oh, it's I mean, just salt? Yeah. Yeah, it's lime salt. Yeah. You can put that on a Corona. You can put that on a margarita. I just poured it in my mouth. That's what we did. Yeah, we just been trying There's a, uh, there's oh, just like a, a lot of it spilled out. Whatever you hand me, a lot's going to spill out. And then I'm going to eat okay. it. Just so That's cool. Know. Eat it all. You're more than welcome to it. Yeah, Encore Extracts. I thought that was a cool product. That That's a really innovative mm. product. They did that they an interesting, interesting approach as well because they're not using any chemicals for their extraction. It's all organic. And then... 
you don't get that that marijuana taste in the edibles the way they do it. It just tastes like candy. It just tastes like Kool Aid. Yeah. See, that's brilliant. It's just like twang. Yep. Yeah. It makes me want to have like a Dos Equis or something. And just that's what I was saying. That was the first thing that popped into my head. It just, yeah. It's good. This is a party favor all day long, man. I hope this thing goes goes for them. Like that really just flies off the shelf. Yeah. yeah We're the again. perfect land for it. You know, like Mexican beer land. Why do you think they made well, it here? Well, yeah. That's why I mean, born here for a reason. But this is the point, though. And then I want to. So I want to ask a, a question about this is like. So I hope this happens, but how do they let people know about this, right? It's very hard these days for our friends in the cannabis industry in New Mexico to talk about products in a certain manner um, and what you can do with them and how you market them. Ben, can you tell us a bit like just about what that experience might look like from your perspective or from any experience you've had, if you want to wax poetic on that? The experience of trying to get out a new product? Yeah, particularly right now in the cannabis industry, because I know there's like a lot of rules and regulations. Like the marketing kind of fiasco that dispensaries have to go through. Is that something that is going to like evolve in the future, or is that kind of going to stay where it's at with the restrictions and stuff like that, or? Oh, okay. So you're asking about state restrictions on marketing and stuff. Yeah. And um, if you can't say anything, you, you know, you don't have to say anything. But Oh, I mean, yeah. I think it's fine. I mean, so this this is where th- this is one of the points where like ending prohibition on something it turns out is really difficult figuring this out, right? Cuz if you can get a person and, you know, uh they they still have a uh, this view of cannabis uh, from the past and if you can get with them and explain to them like, okay, you're not being a rational person. Like making policy out of fear for something that's happening you know that that policy isn't going to be good, but the way the world works is old people who are more conservative to change tend to be in charge and you got to like change their minds on stuff. So I think, um, I don't know any specifics. Uh, you know, we have legislation that the chamber supported the last two sessions that has died in committee or, um, I think the last 60 day session, it just didn't, didn't have time to get off the floor. Um, but I think that's a place where we can really look at what states are doing the most progressive and copy them and just add a little bit extra. Like whichever state is being the most forward thinking, whichever state is thinking about what the future is going to look like when we have interstate commerce and when we do have products coming in legally from other states. Um, and it's, you know, it's all going to be fast moving and that's, that's why it's exciting. But for the, for the actual business, I, you know, old school marketing is what's going to dominate right now and in the future, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, really getting out on the curbside. It's email lists. It's text lists. It's the people that you interact with and the minimum viable audience that you can have that's going to be enough for your business to break even. And then everything else is cheddar. Grab your niche, man. Yeah. Gra- grab your folks. Grab your folks and keep them close. I think you got to get your regulars. you got to get your regulars and build. Build your community, man. But I think, you know... I think the saturation points less. I say this all the time because I think there's just that many people that smoke weed. You know, like we support a crazy amount of craft beer uh, breweries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll still go to a brewery and I don't drink anymore. But, like, uh, you have to be 21. You know, like you have to be 21, I guess, to buy weed. But is every 40-year-old still drinking craft beer? Well, you know? like, I mean, even if you look at how bars and pubs even got started, they were the community center, right? Yeah. Like, and why can't little cannabis spots be like that, too, you know? Or just have a common space where it's 
or evolve to a point where you can enjoy the two side by side. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. that would be great. Yeah. So, in your opinion, like which state are we kind of chasing right now? Where where should we be looking to? We're chasing all of them and none of them at the same time. They're all fucking. <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds pretty about good. It. Where'd they go? Where'd they go? I just can't stop thinking about a four year old like being into micro beers, like giving a four year old an IPA. Like, there's concern they would drink it. <laughs> <laughs> they would try to run once and run away. Yeah. It's spicy. That's my say. It's spicy. Uh, so you're asking about other states. I, I can tell you what's going on in other states. Um, you know, the way that New Mexico or yeah, let's get technical. The way New Mexico legalized cannabis, um, like the reason Arizona beat us was because they could just go straight to the public, right? They didn't have to. The only the only mechanism that New Mexico has to do like a statewide ballot measure is if we're doing a constitutional amendment. Oh, wow. And that wouldn't be the legalized cannabis. So the way that New Mexico did it through the legislature was like really we were like the third state to do it i think and then um you know i forgot what your question was dang it what did you ask him never smoke pot and go on a who are we ch- you all oh, you asked who we were chasing yeah can i just uh, oh like, what, what states yeah like, what state is maybe making a better example of the recreational side you know because you have montana coming on board now as well and that's a highly conservative state too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to visit there. I wouldn't mind even living there one day. So I'm curious about what they're gonna, you know, what their plan is. But you have a yeah. cowboy inside of you. It's not. A, I don't know if it's a cowboy or like. I think it's an old gold miner. Say cowboy again. It sounded like a cowboy saying it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. reckon myself a cowboy, but I, but I reckon I'm Campana. I never <laughs> did own a horse. Never, never had a horse or a saddle, but. <laughs> There is. There's gold in them hills. Yeah, so Arizona, why, what do you say, Montana? He yeah, said, and, Montana. And, but we we did this, that the, we were the, one of the three that passed it by way of the legislature. Mm-hmm. That was a sticky process, it sounds like, and a lengthy process. Yeah, a sticky process, and we haven't been able to, we, we haven't been very successful in keeping it going, and that was really... You know, a, a piece of legislation is like a promise, right? It's like a promise to the people. And when you do something like this and you, you legalize cannabis uh, through the legislature, that's like a promise. And people uh, elect people who keep, you know, maintain their promises, make good on what they promise to do. And I think what's missing right now is the legislature promised to revisit this bill every session just by the nature of what it was. And that was something that the... Mm. Uh, the sponsor, Representative Martinez, spoke a lot about, and like this is, you know, this is something that's going to be revisited. We're going to have to keep working on it because there's a lot at stake. It needs continual maintenance, man. You know, like to be a tool and a mechanism by way of or for by that that can help us to improve shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Is that is? Do you feel the same, or is that like literally and spiritually and in every way improve shit? Like we have. Uh, base market revenue that is generated from other states coming into our state the entire length of the border of texas that's very physically like improving lives Uh, i think the more people understand the healing power of this amazing plant and the more people understand plant medicine this is just the beginning of a much larger movement of people uh having tools to take care of themselves and to be more thoughtful and mindful and kind in how they move through the world you know just the start I agree, man, and I'm going to high-five you. Can I high-five you? There it is. Um, give us a sound. You want a sound? I want a sound. All right. I'll give you uh, I like... There we go. 
I like the the end of. of I can't like, hear the sounds. I have no idea what sounds you're <laughs> no, doing. Oh no, it's, it's weird. No, I, I like it. I like it. I'll listen to it in post production. Oh, yeah, yeah. Post production, <laughs> you're gonna hear the sounds. <laughs> give him the give him give him another sound. Oh, I'm gonna throw some random cat yeah. meows and stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, you made a point at the end of what you were just saying about like the medicine that it is, right? And people being able to take care of themselves and use it in a in a way or in a manner that that helps them help themselves uh, live a better and kinder life. And I, I, I wholeheartedly believe cannabis does that for me. Like I, I absolutely, I, I'm like, I smoke a lot of weed, man, it, it, but you know what? I'm a better person. I deal with myself and others in a way that I would not otherwise. Um, and I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, no, it gives me a great deal of patience. Like <laughs> it just, it just helps me, you know, and, and and not that I'm even in a position to, you know, I mean, I, I guess I think I've been using it so long that I don't necessarily know whether or not what is like without it. it. Right. But I know that while I have been using it, it's very, you know, it's it's not only helpful, but it just helps me, you know, focus on tasks. I'm not as ADD riddled, you know. Yeah. I mean, I t- yeah, I think with some of the stuff I deal with, it helps balance me out man like i think people have this misconception and we're as we're talking about some of this still like remaining stigma and this need to revisit legislation surrounding this industry that we have to continue to destigmatize right like i think people need to understand like it's not a bunch of lazy potheads folks but it's also a thing that is gonna boom and we have to have our hands around it at all times. And so you are working to have hands around it at all times. And so how can people help you, Ben? Like, I think that part of what we're here to do at Best of Buds is like, you know, we want to talk about the local roots of the origins of this industry in a way that keeps people like you and the brands that we talk about and the people we bring on in the names. I mean, in the, in the minds of the names in the minds of consumers in Albuquerque and in New Mexico because that's how we'll sustain whatever remains mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, the community. Yeah. And New Mexico did benefit from a, um, like an entire decade of a really, uh, I'm, I'm going to say, well-thought-out, like well-maintained medical cannabis program. So I feel like that was our biggest and greatest uh, head start to how we can figure out what the stuff is. Um, and we had some great operators that came out of the, they're now, now called the legacy producers, which is funny. Cause I don't know what you call the legacy, the legacy, legacy producers on the illicit side. Um, <laughs> and you know, there, we, we just were able to take off really well and, uh, lots of folks, it, it's gotten real interesting the last several months. I'll tell you that with, um, multi-state operators coming in, some of them with really good intentions some of them with the intention of other businesses, which is just to make money, which at the yep. end of the day, this is a business and this, yep. you know, you're talking about how do we make physical change and improve. That's sad though. I, I, one thing, one trend I don't like is I don't like how they keep the name of the original shop. I don't like that. So that the, yeah, not yeah. all of them have done that though. No, I, I found out that one that I go to and still go to <laughs> does that. And just that part bugs me a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? At the end of the day, that's, um, you know, it's the, a license and somebody else can come in and get that piece of paper and do it better or keep doing it the same. 
And so in what you're doing, are you aiming to organize local is, is the New Mexico Cannabis Chamber for any cannabis company in New Mexico? Is there and and so when folks are joining you, I assume that folks should join you with the intent to help you do this work that is wrapping the arms around a lot of the legislation sometimes, yeah? And then otherwise for visibility purposes, networking purposes, those kind of things, those opportunities. I mean, every mature industry in the world at this point has some kind of membership association that helps to push policy, that helps to take care of like a, a very specific lane of things that help everybody do better. Yeah. And the the association, the chamber is only as powerful as the commitment of its members. So yes, yeah. people should absolutely join. We're an organization that's entirely funded by uh, membership dues, uh, sponsorships, um, and we're we're trying to do the good work. And I will tell you something that we get the most feedback on when people from out of state come and they say, "This is amazing. This is like the the community that other states." that are starting up or even other states that beat us by a couple of years and had a head start. There's like a, they're missing that kind of community. Either everybody's in there with high elbows or everybody, like nobody really wants to get along. And in New Mexico, I think that probably one of the most important things the chamber did was help everybody get along as we go through like the most stressful period in so many people's lives. And it's going to get way more stressful as this, you know, it gets more competitive. Um, I yeah, so yeah, they, I think that's what the chamber does. But officially, we're here to represent its members from a policy standpoint in uh, Santa Fe through state legislation. Try not to get too involved in uh, you know local stuff at the city level, just because New Mexico has a lot of cities. Oh yeah, and so, we're, yeah. we're trying to steer like the bigger boat, right? <laughs> there's a, there's a huge ship that is the industry, and we're trying to steer that. That's probably term. hard living here. Do you find that job to be hard living here in just the sense of like the I've market never had this job living anywhere else. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I know, but <laughs> well, it, it's just a lot. It's a large geographic area to have to yeah kind of know the ins and outs of. Because I'm yeah. sure that you have some counties that really don't want to mess with it at all, right? Like just want it out completely. Yeah, that was one of the hallmarks. Okay, so states that did it right. I don't remember which state we got this idea from. Not California, but we were like counties cannot opt out. Period. Like you can't. That's you good. can That's you good. can control yeah, we'll some stuff through zoning through zoning ordinances and like local rules, and some counties have done that to take really good advantage. Like Las Cruces was fucking forward thinking from the beginning, and they're like, we're going to zone for this industry in the future. Yeah, and that's I'm hearing like. a lot about Las Cruces kind of being this. Like yeah. with events and kind of social spaces to enjoy it. You know, festivals. It makes sense. You want you want yeah. to know why? Because it's college kids and old people, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's getting high? College kids and old people, Man. and everybody in between. <laughs> but like, I, but you can create venues and events for their sort of like seasonal yeah. stuff. I think really well. That's so true. you know, and it's an agricultural land. So who's gonna like spit on the idea of growing something in an industry? I think yeah, it really can't it's like can't hurt the the yeah. economics down there. You know, that's cool. Las Cruces, shout out to Las Cruces. But other other cities and counties took the opportunity to do it wrong, like you were saying. They were being awfully like restrictive. I have to plug in my computer real quick. Give me a second. You guys go and talk about stuff. Oh man, and they and they shut it out, huh? Well, or tried to. Leave the room to plug in your computer. No, he's just getting his bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all. What are you really going to do? There's some supercomputer behind that door. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you don't want to go behind that door. 
<laughs> um, I, you know, I, New Mexico is where I'm from. It's where my family's from. It's where I spent most of my life. But also, I've never worked in this industry before. This was definitely not, you know, I've been a medical patient for a long time. I've always been a, a user and a supporter, but um, this is a pretty crazy thing that we're all involved in. It's a wild time, man. It is, it is surreal to me um, most times that we're here. Um, but I'm thankful to be part of it. It's kind of cool to, uh, thanks to this guy here, have injected ourselves in the midst of it, you know, like to just jump in and be like, cool, we want to be part of this. Um, I, to, to your point about community, I think Albuquerque at, at, at large, New Mexico at large does that. We have a familial feel. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, when people come from afar, they're like, I don't understand this place. Everybody's so nice, or every, and it's you know half the people are cousins. And, <laughs> like we've all dated each other's wives at some point in high school. It's That's true. That's what Albuquerque feels. Oh like man, that is yeah, Alba, yeah. There's not even six degrees of separation here. It's like maybe two or three. Are you from Albuquerque? I was born in Phoenix, but I may as well may may as well be. But whatever you brought today is working. It's a tongue twister, isn't it? It is, but yeah, no, I was born in Phoenix. I've been in Albuquerque since I was two, so I really know nothing else. I was Where'd you go to high school? Cibola. Yeah, see, oh, Cibola. This motherfucker. Cougar. You were, you were a cougar. <laughs> I was. Yeah. You, Ben? I was. I'll give myself a little kid, yeah. Not the butterfly, but. Oh, Manzano. lion. Manzano. I'm trying to think of people I know from Cibola, and they're all like really attractive, tall women, so. There was, I ain't gonna lie, there was there was some of that over there. Maybe your volleyball team was really good. Volleyball, basketball, that was that's what it was back in the day anyways. Old now. Old now. This is what happens, folks, when you have a podcast about weed. You talk about high school. You talk about high school. (laughs) Because in in Albuquerque, if you're listening from afar, that that is the, the quintessential like it doesn't matter. Across the board, you're at a party and you meet someone new. You're in a boardroom and you meet someone new. It's like, hi, how are you? And like, what do you do if you don't know what they do? And then like, like oh, before the third Eldorado? question, Peace. where did you go to high school? Right. So when did you graduate? And well, I guess it doesn't really matter. I mean, oh God, it's been 21 years for myself. That's did wild. You go to your 20th reunion, high school reunion? <laughs> no, I think like I saw they posted on Facebook about it and then. The group was decent size, but the the people in the group, I was meh. You weren't too keen on. No, and then I saw the photos of the attendance, and I think it was like nine people at X Nova. you didn't go? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And it would have been cool to see one of my cousins went, you know, like a more distant cousin. She went. It would have been cool to see her. But outside of that, it's like, I mean. I, I'd like to right. go back to my old school and see some sports. Or, you know, but I don't know about no high school reunion type thing. I like, you know, that's... Well, it's like in Albuquerque. It's small enough that anyone who you is see them already that you want to talk to, you already talked to. You're going to see them already. Yeah, it's such a small town. We are in a small market. Like, what do you think about that? I mean, we, we've talked about, like, it's, it's crazy right now. People, you know, some people are going to go away. Some will stay. Um, people are obviously coming in from elsewhere. Um... What do we have to do, in your opinion, Ben? And this can simply be your opinion. I have my own too. Like, what do you? What does New Mexico have to do to get this thing right, man? Like, how do we 
take from what we we do with this magical plant and the sale of it and do right by the people of New Mexico. What is like, give me a top three and you could just like top three. Yeah. And you don't, they don't even have to like, I'll t- I, do you want me to go first? I, I sure. Cause I, I got at least one good one. I'll give you an, ex- like, I'll give you, I just say roads. I'll give you that. I'm going to just throw it out. Roads. We have to fix the roads. Yes. You, wh- why not? There's going to be so much money. You know, Dude, you drive in any direction, and I'm all like, you could you could tell by Braille that you were in Arizona or Colorado. No, like you know, I mentioned that when I was going to Texas. Like, yeah. As soon as you hit the border, smooth, smooth sailing. roads. Okay, I, that I digress. Maybe you don't agree, but I'm, I'm gonna keep That's it simple. That's a good one, though. Roads is a good one. Simple. I think I, I didn't I don't understand you asking the question. What we're we gonna do with the money? How do we think like the tax? The tax revenue yeah. is where I'm getting at. You know, and I think. Like if I, and I guess that's where I go with get it right in New Mexico. I'm like, it's always the question of where's the money at. So there's going to be a bunch of money here. How do we how do we do that right? Okay, roads. I agree with roads. That's number one. Education is what Colorado did, and that kind of turned that state around. Education. I don't know if there's, you know, we have plenty of money from education thanks to the oil and gas industry, but I don't think that's what the the challenge is I, I'm sure education can use more funding, but I don't know that that's what we can do. The, the beauty of the way that we did it is every every city, every uh, county gets a piece of the revenue from their city or county, and they get complete discretion as to what to do with it. They get to choose. So oh, that's really, cool. number two, I think, would be like hyper-local decision-making with what to do with cannabis money. That's super cool. I like that. Like crowdsource the solution like democracy <laughs> whoa <coughs> hey how how long has this taken ben we figured something out today <coughs> well i mean how cool would that be though if, if your community needs a park you get a park if not if you need a medical center you can put it in a medical center that makes sense no oh, yeah that makes complete and total sense i love it i love it <coughs> i did not know that so it's split amongst the count so is it <coughs> is the split relative to the number of counties there are or is the split related to how much business is done in the particular county that the latter ah so if you so if you if you said we don't we we can't keep it away but we're not going to engage heavily then you're not going to get a whole at lot at least of you're not taking that. a check at least you know, that's saying one thing and doing that yeah. cool. that's yeah. cool i guess yeah and I think every county is going to, like, if they were really prohibitive at first, I think they'll be rethinking that. Yeah, you and have you to. see the money coming in. You have to. Interesting. I have to imagine that the east, the whole eastern border is really benefiting all those border towns. Think about it. It's going to be, like, it's, like, transformational for those communities. Well, I was, I drove through. It's going to turn shit around. I drove through Tucumcari, of all towns. Mm-hmm. Good cheese. <laughs> yeah, you need some goat cheese. Get out there. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really, they have like all kinds of crazy ones. We used to use that uh, flying star a long time ago. Goat cheese. Yeah. Who knew? Tucum carry New Mexico, folks. Yeah, goat get, get your goat cheese. But also, I mean, really, you can drive over the Texas border and get your flour because they have like a dozen dispensaries. I mean, that place can't support, you know, a Kmart. But... So there's all kinds of like Chevy trucks coming across to Tucum carry and going back. Yeah, across. I'm sure all those places. There's yep. as soon as there as as soon as there is. An inhabitable building, 
There's a dispenser usually. Like when we would go to Colorado when it was still not recreational, <coughs> there would be this place um, right outside of Pueblo that we would go to, even though it was a little further, called Strawberry Fields. Hmm. Really cool shop. But it was in this warehouse that was outside of town, so it was huge. And just the scale of it made it feel cool. You know, we have better yeah. ones out here now, but. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, I, I really hadn't put in into to my own brain the uh, the reality of that. Like, I only went to Colorado a couple of times to buy weed before we legalized it here for um, medical purposes. And then that the medicinal application of it grew, you know, because at first it was like for terminal illnesses and certain mm-hmm. things, right? Um, and as that grew, then I went and, and used some evaluative measures from another doctor to, to get my card. Um, but yeah, like I, I imagine there's a bunch of people every day that are coming into border towns in New Mexico, and then that revenue will change the faces of those mm-hmm. towns. So that's why it's important, though. Like, So I wonder, like, how do you get people, are people in Tucum Carry opening like the businesses in Tucum Carry, that's what you need, right? I like, think initially there are. Tucum Carry is probably special. Like Clovis, well, no, Clovis is pretty big too. Um, yeah, I think there were people who lived there who saw the opportunity, and maybe their plan was to build something there and then sell it right before Texas legalized. I've never thought this out, but in my head before now, I'm thinking I would want to build something small and try and. Uh, have it be acquired right before Texas legalizes, which is a legitimate thing. Like it's, you know, building a business and exiting a few years into a few years of really hard work. Quick question on the Texas thing. Are they a legislative approval or are they a state vote by the people? I think they can, I don't know. I think they can pass stuff via a statewide ballot measure, but they, every year they have legislation to legalize cannabis. And, it, and, and every goes, year, maybe it gets like a couple more. Well, I have more to imagine that anywhere that's on the public ballot, it gets approved pretty much, right? Like the majority of voting, like the vast majority, like eighty something percent of Democrats and seventy percent of Republicans support legalizing cannabis. And in most states, it is legal if you look at medical programs too. So they're just each having their beautiful little journey to get there. And I think the more I, you know, I. A year ago, because I try and pay attention to what's happening federally, too. I thought that, um, like, federal decriminalization, federal legalization would happen pretty soon. I don't I don't think it will. I hmm. think what, like, the next thing to focus on is so if interstate commerce, like, regionally, because that's what the Northwest is doing with Washington and Oregon. If we focused on how we can do business with Colorado, Arizona, Texas, like, I think that's the next two years of what we should be focusing on. And they're allowing that to happen? Like states are just doing it? Or how does that happen? Is cannabis illegal, according to the feds? It still is. So, like, this is the wild, wild west. Like, ending Mm. prohibition is messy and crazy, but... That is, yeah. If a bunch of states say, hey, this is legal here, we're doing this, and, you know, the feds know that this is coming... We bite our thumbs at you, sirs. Well, I mean, I just don't understand the benefit to keep it as Schedule One at this point. Like, it, does, it seems more like a, it seems more of a burden on the DEA than anything else. Yeah, any schedule. I mean, it's not. Um, so the options are, I think, to bump it down to Schedule Three or to completely deschedule. Schedule One means it has no medical value whatsoever. 
which is fucking ridiculous if you've yeah, been paying attention the 100%. last like 20 years. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's all politics. Talk about fucking stigma. Like if, if there's something that, you know, everybody who votes wants and it's not a thing, like there's something that's not working right. It means that there's not the right people in the right places, um, making the decisions because the people in the places making the decisions are dinosaurs sometimes right it's not here yet but you gotta get out there and vote man it's gonna it matters every time no matter what you think the outcome will be or whatever side you're on all right that's the third thing i think they should do with the the money they should make sure that cannabis is doing you know use some money to push cannabis so it's more integrated into regular life like there's relationships between the cannabis community and the creative community there's that that's probably like where the overlap already is like you know what i mean and then I think that there's uh, there's programs now that cannabis is legal uh, to build community and to use that money to do things that are completely unrelated. Yeah, man, I think I think and you could quote it like I think we need to have those kind of things like it needs to be like little leagues can have banners with whatever dispensary yeah, that sponsors. will give them money, man. Like, let's let's look past that and let it drive communities, you know, and so that's cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, let them function as like legit LLCs and they have to have like giant safes full of cash and stuff. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, the hoops that have been jumped through at the point of becoming a business and now what is a developing industry are have been enough. So hopefully we can we can harness it, we can use it for good. We're thinking education, we're thinking roads. What was the what was the last one you just said? Oh, and then allowing it to serve things beyond like completely unrelated things. So community service at the... Maybe that's not something that we do with the revenue. That's just something that would be cool. I'm inspired by all the art. I think and it has to talking, be something like, we do with the revenue. It's, you're, you're an interesting person. Um, thank you. I'm going to take over the podcast for a <laughs> well, second. Thank you. So yeah. you, you've had jobs, from what I know about you, and I know you a little bit, you've had jobs that combine like creativity into uh, typical business settings. Not only business settings, but like organizations that are in charge of helping businesses. I have. So you know what I'm talking about. I do. It's like, here's this new industry. How can, um, how can the rest of the traditional businesses and the rest of the people engage with it, engage with it in a way that's safe, uh, not sleazy, but also not driven by stigma? Yeah, I... I think that's the question we're here to try and confront and answer in a way. And I think, you know, I don't think me and Ben are like these big old troubadours of the cannabis industry in New Mexico by any means. The cannabis troubadours. That's exactly <laughs> oh, what that, you are. That's yes. awful um, nickname. <laughs> don't say that. Um, but let me, let me get back in here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, in the, in the rotation. Um, but... Like, I think it does take people just being okay with it, you know, like just being like, it's just part of my life, you know, like, and, and, and if we, the more we can get people to do that, the, but I, I think it's happening. I'm getting closer every day. You're feeling more <laughs> and more comfortable. But that's the thing, man. I've been, I, I've been an everyday smoker for over 20 years, you know, and I still approach it. Like when we were in Vegas, I was still, you know, it's legal everywhere. And yeah, I was still... Let's go behind that bush. And then I mean, yeah. this guy goes smoke out in the parking garage all the time. Just 
That's yeah, we looked to. Yeah, that's yeah. What, yeah. And it's like it's it is where I can enjoy it because I am I am anxious in that public public setting still. But I think <clears> in a lounge, I did I did okay in the lounge in Arizona. Yeah, I don't think I I didn't think I would do the lounge. <clears throat> I'm rethinking that. I think I will do a lounge if they come here or when they open them here. Um, but I don't. It doesn't bother me to smoke in public here, there, or anywhere if it's legal. If it's legal, like I'd do it. I'd be down with the lounge. <laughs> I mean, I can't be smoking anywhere. It's illegal. But if it's legal, I'll, I'll I mean, smoke. The fear is just getting stuck with somebody who's weird. And if the fear is that you're the weirdo that people are going to get stuck with, then that's not the worst. No, I'm all. I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I call that like my family. <laughs> yeah. Right? It says. <clears throat> I remember one time me and a friend went to my parents' house, and this was eons ago, but we didn't smoke anything because we were just out, right? And my mom was like, you guys are acting funny. What's going on? What's the deal here? It was like, like what do you mean? It's like, we well, you just sitting here talking to me in the kitchen? What are you guys on? You, you don't even like me. So I, was like, I was like, what? What are you talking about? It's like the only time, the, literally the only time. Yeah. His mom's, a, a, for many years, was a middle school Middle school teacher. Teacher. Yeah. What are her views on cannabis? Oh, just that. Even even with with um, new knowledge coming out of it, like new you know new research, still is just well, it's still smoking and smoking is bad. Mm-hmm. And and I get that. You're not wrong, mom. No, but there's That's other ways to do it. it and... Yeah. So she's just Pizza. now. Now she's hanging on to the carcinogens or whatever. Yeah, arguments. I mean, I'm sure, she's got a point, but I mean, you can you, know, you can do it any other way. Yeah, you can. My mother asked me where she could buy gummies, huh. and I was like, "Mom, I almost wanted to take her just to be selfish." Yeah, let's I felt go. Like it was like a mom, let's get mom in the and car, son trip, roll. you know. But she went and got candies. I, I sent her to Verdes, actually, Ben. Uh, both pens. Good gummies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they got a lot there. of good stuff. I want to shout out their five joint tin once again. It's very fun. I love this thing. This guy um, like, loves aesthetics. Yeah, I'm going to go buy the refill for it. Pick out five more joints. It's, it's really nice. like the smaller. I've seen a couple like small Altoid tins with little dog walkers, like 0.4 grams or something in there. See, and then you just oh, load fancy. it back yeah, up. Yeah, they do. Those hold grammars, but they are super tasty. And that was a, some gelato, a gelato pop. But they didn't, and this is why I appreciate Verde's. The bud tender pointed out this is, was anti-inflammatory helping and also good for your GI tract. There you wow. go. Second that, one feels a little personal, but hey, thank you. Hey, I wasn't I asking. They were just providing the info. Are you regular, Ben? <sighs> Are you regular? With the help of gelato pop from Verde Dispensaries <laughs> in Albuquerque, you too can live a regular life. Shout out. Give them some horns for that. For clean pipes, let's give clean. them horns. Give them a five. There we out the pipes. Go. We don't want no surprises. <laughs> um, but I sent my mom there because I thought of, to your point, like that you just made about you know how how it serves the body. They're, I think they're good at that, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're good at the the approaching it from a health and wellness standpoint. That wasn't going to freak my mom out. Like oh, yeah. that, my mom wasn't going to walk in. My, no. I was like, Mom, I go to the grass station, and I really like the grass station. But I think you should go to Veritas. 
Right. Like I think there's something for everyone. So I think we're in a land of that. That's kind of yeah. cool. There are some places where you walk in and these are dispensaries. I mean, I know what I'm looking for most of the time, but I just don't like where you walk into like you have the security check and then boom, you're at the at the window. I like that a little less than like the store setting, you know, it's good in a pinch, but <laughs> I want to take my time and look at everything. I want to see like what, what you got over here, you know? Yeah, yeah, I found cookie dough bites at one the other day. I should have. Oh. I know I should have bought them. I, I'm going to go back. I never did. Cookie dough bites. Doesn't that sound good? I don't, I don't like it in sweets. Oh, well, I like the gummies, but I think gummies are just like it's like candy. I don't I don't really like baked goods uh, of it particularly. What kind of person are you? <laughs> I'm a you weird, like weird goods, man. Period. <laughs> I'm not a huge baked goods guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to bring a plate of cookies next week. I'm just going to put them on the table and just see how many eat. I'll probably eat the whole fucking tray, but I'm just saying I don't like cookies that much. God damn it. That wouldn't be the deciding factor. There is some cool medical devices in the past. Like one company had an inhaler that was fucking dope. It was perfectly like five or ten milligrams i can't remember but it was sublingual nanoparticles it it came on quick Uh, and clean and it was great yeah i like the the tinctures because they go into your tongue and they're kind of fast acting as well got a watermelon tincture in colorado one time excellent interesting the honey is the same thing those tell your mom you don't have to just smoke everything mom it's the 90s we can do all these different things just give her one of james's drinks and don't tell her but then watch her oh, for four man. hours. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't. I don't think my mom would be fun on hot, like fun high no, either. That's the thing. And she I wouldn't want to hang out with her. I would not want to be the babysitter. Is no. no that so? There's two red flags right there. And I don't want to necessarily have any of those conversations. I might come up on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. My dad is is uh, not like anti cannabis. Like, I don't think he could be, well, I guess he could be and be my dad, but like, um, but he's not all vocal in opposition. Right. Um, but I don't think he'd ever like smoke, eat, vape it. Like, but I just don't think he feels comfortable being anything but like in control. And I think that like, I I get that to a degree, but I feel like that seems largely generational too, though, Mm -hmm. you know, it is. And I think my dad deserves a little bit of like relaxation. Like, it's not, like, about losing control is what I'd like him to understand. And more about, like, kind of just, like, ease. Like, yeah, well, taking People equate the consumption, like, with alcohol. And I don't think that's a, a proper no. comparison. You know, it's it doesn't compound on itself. It's good for your inflammation. <laughs> just relax. Yeah. Yeah, you're relaxed right now, aren't you? I'm super relaxed. Yeah. I'm also very relaxed. Yeah. Thank I'm, you. We got this... Uh, this all these cool new gadgets in here today. So you can't see them out there unless you watch it on YouTube. Uh, this thing is, uh, of course, episode 11 of uh, Best of Buds podcast. Sometimes we upload whole episodes to YouTube. Sometimes it's just clips and teasers. Uh, you can listen to it on Spotify. But like, if you watch any of the clips, you might catch This is going to be a whole episode on YouTube. Are, are they going to catch the bulldog in the in No, the, but oh, we can but show we can do is, Yeah, we can show them. It's pretty amazing. I yeah. I came across his. Got on, I'll, I'll put it this way. Yeah, he's he's cool. He's got the light. Okay. Is he on the camera? No. No, I was not picking him up. 
Oh. But he's super cool. He is super cool. I think like that's Dome on Instagram. Not the Dome on Instagram. I, well, I thought we could make it like the one of the yeah the content posts for the episode is a picture of this little guy. Uh, I think it's fun. Like uh, we talk about the world of, and part of it is merchandising, you know. And we had um, last week, uh, Ben. We had Bale Cisneros, who's the owner of Por Vida Farms. And uh, Mateo Sigworth. Mateo Sigworth, the owner of Cannabis or Lemon Cannabis Company, mm. uh, talking about like their whole shindig. Well, those dudes are tattoo artists, and then they own other businesses beyond the ones that Bale's we were talking got about. A ton of things going on. <laughs> if you, if listeners, if you've never been to Por Vida Tattoo, go check it out. There is a ton of shit happening in there. Tell Bale's tell Ben what you call it. I uh, I had to admit this, and I and Bale and I go back enough that like I was like he was sitting right here, and I was like I have to say it in front of you. I tell people all the time it's the Mexican Fantasy Factory because <laughs> <laughs> like it's totally like Robin Big Fantasy Factory, Rob Deerdick. Yep, it's Mexican Fantasy it's Factory, man. Like a dream, you just walk around, look at sneakers, get yeah. your fade redid <laughs> while you're sipping you a cup of coffee. Grab breakfast, yeah. It's well, they have someone doing marketing materials in there now, too, doing printing and stuff like that. Yes, so, the yeah. dude from uh, it's called Fisheye, Fisheye, Fish that's what it is. Travis yeah. Release and Fisheye, yeah. Yeah, There's shout out to another there. business opening up Por Vida, man. Finesse Barbershop, Finesse Barbershop, Por Vida Coffee Shop, Por Vida Tattoo Supply Company. I was the, over there uh, getting coffee the other day, and Bill was there, and he was having like a little morning staff meeting. And I just assumed there was so much going on that he, like, that's what he did was, like, manage all the other stuff. And I was like, do you even get to do tattoos anymore? He's like, fuck, I got, like, two people waiting. And two people jumped up. <laughs> and they're like, this is all I do every day. Dang. Yeah, I was amazed. Yeah, I got for that, man. I, uh, we had art for Art on the Rio there for a while. And uh, when we were going to install, he told me a day. And then I showed up, and, and it was locked. And I called him. And he was like, oh, it's cool. I'll just be right there. And he was like, I'm usually off today. I don't know why I told you today. And I was like, bro, if you're off, just stay home. You know, and he's like, no, it's like 10 minutes away. And then he came and did the whole thing. And he's like, I'd rather be at work than off. And I, I was just like, it made sense to me that he was sitting where he sits when you say yeah. things like that. Yeah. You know, like you, he's like, I'd rather be working than doing anything, man. And, and he's hustling, hustling, hustling. He's behind the New Mexico Tattoo Fiesta. Uh, but my, I guess my point was like in all of that was like they know how to merchandise, you know, like and I think we, we have this little bulldog here. That's an ashtray that we, we kind of veered off into like adoring and talking about if you're not watching and you're hearing this. We're talking He's about like, cube. All, <laughs> all the merchandise that surrounds the cannabis industry, too, because mm-hmm. that's consumers, it's consumer products, right? You're going to wear brands. You're going to wear a cookies brand and lemon brand and whatever it may be, Por Vida brand, uh, Encore Extracts brand goods. If people are smart, I think. I, I don't know if everybody will be smart enough to think that they should sell accoutrements. I'd like give to give some more stuff out t shirts to everybody. Oh, yeah. You should tell yeah. best marketing. Walking billboards, bro. When we started at the city, that's with the one Albuquerque. I was like, just put it on T-shirts and give it to people that will take pictures with it that people know. Because then you're just like, what is that? And then everybody will want to know what it is. So 
Yeah, walking billboards. You know what I want to see? More stuff geared back towards flower. I feel like that's kind of been overloaded. It's like the old way of doing things, you know? And I'm not really, I'm not, I mean, <coughs> I will smoke cartridges. I'm definitely going to hit your cartridge if you ask me to. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I still prefer, you know, I like the pre-rolls, but I just wish they would do a little more something or come up with a little more gadgetry, you know, for it. Because gadgetry. Yeah, like word. I want some of the high tech stuff for flower too. You know, like uh, oh, so remember I, did, I was saying that something's called Bello Vape. It's called Velo with a V. Have you heard of the Velo? one you drink? That's the one you drink. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. So they have a base where you can put a cartridge or flower into a chamber, and then you put <coughs> then you put a glass on top, and it fills automatically from the bottom up. Like a little gravity bong, or you just leave it there? No, you just leave it there. It has like a one-way valve, and it kind of just huh. kind of... And, yeah, I've never experienced this. like, drink it? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I think we want, we need one of those. But I, that's funny. You said what? It, you said gadgetry? Gadgetry. Not paraphernalia. I want <laughs> I want cannabis, flour, accoutrement. Dude, I, accoutrement. I knew exactly what you meant when you said gadgetry. Was yeah. right there. It's 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 the destigmatization. That's good. I like well, it. Like, gadgetry. I mean, there's just so many cool things for cartridges. You know, you put a cart. They have all kinds of gadgets. They have like cool like, yeah. You had what that the snail cartridge. The snail, snail. Yeah. looking thing. Yeah, the snail man. This is this thing has been. I drop this thing routinely, and it protects. I don't know how, but <coughs> I don't break cartridges like I used to break them. So, the snail is the truth. Shout out to the snail. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to smoke more flour. That's like the way nature intended it. it makes you cough like a motherfucker, but um, it does. It I, does. I, think I, I agree with you. There should be more gadgetry to encourage, like yeah. Because I used to buy like the vaporizers back in the day. Like remember the one that used to be the box with the heating element? Mm-hmm. Those were cool. Those they were cool. Yeah, I have one. <laughs> I still have one. Has like the little dial for the heat. That's like the vintage. You could probably sell that, and oh, some like yeah. young pothead would be like, "Check this out, Ooh, buy it for lots of money." I used to like all like the crazy homemade ones. Like you would have like people get like a soldering mail and put like a mason jar over it. I hit a gravity bong once. Some and crazy stuff right there. Now you get a little thing that does the same thing that's USB chargeable. I know, right? right? Like, <laughs> well, that's the, we are in the future. When you when you're experiencing something, they're already developing the next thing. So we have lime salt weed, folks. Come yeah. on, like. Well, then, cool. you know, talking about that, you know, about the future and what it will bring. Uh, so what's, you know, we're coming up on an hour, and you know, we have we're thankful that you came down, and we appreciate you being here. What what would you say, is the chamber's overall goal coming up? You know, say like next six months, a year. What can people do out there to support you guys? You know, just yeah. the overall kind of mission. Yeah, so, you know, we have good events. We have these networking events called Mary Jane Mingles. We try and do those every month. And they're not around. just for cannabis businesses, right? Like, if you feel like you can contribute. Yeah, should... it's for anybody. I mean, you know, there's lots of people who, uh, CPAs, attorneys, digital marketers, like every other kind of profession that you would have with anything else, there are those people who probably consume or smoke pot and are interested in helping the industry and like everything else 
uh, you know, the cannabis industry is going to need all those ancillary supports to, to survive. So, yep. They're going to need those partners, man. There's going to, they're going to need them. They're going to need the good ones. So, you know, it's those people <coughs> and then a combination of people who are interested and people who ah, didn't break. Look at that. The snail protected it. <laughs> didn't break the snail. Um, and people who, uh, you know, are operators and we do those physically in other places. Um, we have a, you know, a really small but mighty team, so our events are good. We had a great event at Meow Wolf um, the beginning of the year, which I know you were That was awesome. At. I was there. I can attest to that. So that's going to be on at December 13th, and that's, uh, you know, that's like the nuts and bolts of how we create community. And then uh, in terms of pushing policy, right now is the interim session. Uh, we just had a 60-day session. Next session is a 30-day session, which is a, a budget session. So if it's not germane to the budget... Uh, I think the the governor has to give it a message. So it just gets tabled for now. Yeah, we just don't have enough time. And you know, every every year or seemingly every year, there's a piece of legislation to change the the calendar for the legislature, but that hasn't passed yet either. So right now, what's happening is all the interim committees are meeting, and that's where a lot of the work gets done. So there's a, a variety of different interim committees uh, committees that are working on economics or working on um, rural development, all these different places that it's a good opportunity to kind of get in front, uh, prototype, uh, get buy-in for what we think are some of the policy pushes that we're going to be focused on. Um, but a lot of what we, what we really need in the industry is in that bill. And then, you know, we, we need to figure out a way to, because businesses are starting to, you know, close down. Competition is good. Competition is, you know, this is the American dream. Um, but also we need to make sure that the businesses that are from New Mexico, the businesses that are uh, bringing really good product, the businesses that we know are going to be successful, that they have the different supports that they need to be successful. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And that's, that's, that is the good work that you mentioned, Mr. Benjamin. And so we thank you for that, Ben. And so is there like a, a handle of some sort, social media wise or otherwise that you want to give us? Yeah, Just, I think it's NM Canna Chamber everywhere. Cool, and that's so on Instagram. I know we should we've tagged you, and we will. Um, we'll share some of this content with you yep. uh, on those to, to be used on those platforms. But uh, yeah, we're here to support, man. Best of buds, episode eleven. Well, what what can I do for you? What do you need? What, who who are you trying to interview with this podcast? Well, you just fuck that. everything up. No, not is at that all. the outro? No, not at all. No. So, so what can we tell I would our members? Say, I would say our goal for this podcast, and it started out as something that we wanted to do, you know, to help get the word out about what was going on within the cannabis uh, community. And I think what we would like to do for that community is be, you know, be that beacon that people come to for the info that's going to be coming out. You know, who's new, who's good, who's. You know who's innovating? Who's got the gadgetry? The gadgetry. Who's that's got right. That gadgetry. And you know, and kind of take it from there and see how we can support those who want to be entrepreneurs in that industry. You know, get to market, and then also, it's a great way for us to try products. So that's why it's another you know big reason we do. We get to come and we get to try these things. Uh, right now, we we stop at the dispensary on the way in, and we always try something new. We try to, but. We've kind of fell into a rut of favorites, you know, but yeah. we'll branch out there again. But but I think that's what we want to do is we want to be that source for people to come and know what's going on with cannabis and how they can navigate the state, you know, where they can purchase, where they can enjoy it. 
and you know make it a part of their life how that yeah how that how can they educate themselves the folks that are out there listening um because you're gonna even if you're coming to albuquerque right like i was talking to somebody uh yesterday and i was like it's it's real man i'm sure people are flying to albuquerque to go to santa fe to go to taos to go to wherever to smoke weed because it's weed vacation because they are living somewhere where it's not legal um and so like uh the I mean, I'd have to imagine this, it's pretty tandem with the ski and snow industry and the golf industry and outdoor recreation oh, industry, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> artists, like all the, you know, different art walks they do in every little small town across beautiful New Mexico. It's everything. Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be, I, I hope it becomes like a winery tour, you know? Yeah. Let's go see, let's go out to these different farms where they're artisanal. I think <laughs> even people that maybe weed is legal in their state but they know they don't have to bring it they can just go and play around like they get to like exploring I don't think that's how I plan different. vacations now it's like oh it's legal. I mean what's nice is I have a I'd be like to go camping a lot I just bought a brand new pop-up camper so we're looking at Colorado and Arizona yeah just going out and that's yeah, legal weed when you get there yeah, you don't have to travel with it, and that's okay. You know, yeah. I'm, an, I'm an adult. I can wait six hours. I'm going to have to, like... <laughs> six? <laughs> Eight. Just kidding. Whoa, well... I actually know I did sneak that thing on that plane, so never mind. Yeah. I didn't make it I didn't make it two hours. Yeah. I was all right, though. <laughs> <laughs> part uh, yeah, out. I think, I think we just, like, want really to help people educate themselves too before they're 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 doing whatever they're doing and i don't mean that like in uh like this is a dangerous thing i think i i want us i want folks to know about what the, the good that that dispensaries are doing in the community yeah. the stories behind the 70 percent women run high desert relief dispensary we want like so that people are making choices around those things mm-hmm. right so that you can say as a consumer these guys align with my values. So I'll shop there. Okay. Right? Because they're, they're doing that in every other too. industry. You know? There's so many stories. Not just even like going back 20, 30 years in New Mexico. We had the first medical cannabis program ever in the 70s. Wow. I didn't know that. That's cool. Sorry, the podcast is over. I'm getting all vibed up now. No, uh, that's all. Well, we just got to have going. you back for a round two. Sure. I think you could bring us anyone that you think you want on the show that we could benefit and help them and they can help us like and i don't mean that i just mean in the community right in the community of things if we can be helpful to one another not in a transactional manner anyone that wants to come spend time with us by way of you mr lewinger we'll have on the show you know i just this think it's fun yeah. I, yeah. I just what you said last every business here has like a crazy story oh yeah <laughs> and not even just to se- get them out to separate them but to get the stories out to celebrate the industry to celebrate how far we've come. It's, we well, there's, there's a group of individuals behind every, you know, every business name out there, you know, and I think by getting to know those people, it'll encourage people to stick with that New Mexico uh, grown stuff and, and make sure it's from here. But uh, I got a quick question before we, you know, end everything. Does the New Mexico true stuff, is that part of the cannabis biz yet? Or are they stayed away from that? I don't. I don't know what New Mexico know what conversations they're having behind closed doors, but cannabis tourism, like those two words, have been featured together a lot by a lot of different people. So there's no way they're ignoring it. I don't know exactly what they have planned, but as long as it's not being ignored, I like that cannabis tourism is on the table. 
It is a thing, folks. Embrace it. Not cannibal tourism. Cannabis. Gotta go to a whole different state for that. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) That state is not legal for cannabis, believe it or not. That is legalism. No problem. Cannibal tourism is legal nowhere, folks. If we teach you anything today, we'll teach you that. Yeah, that, that's a good place to end. Let's go ahead and call it that. Well, thanks for listening. If you're still listening, uh, this is episode 11. Hope you guys learned a lot. And uh, Ben, thanks for coming out. Hope that great. Again. Thank you. Carlos, why don't you take us on out here? Sure. Best of Bud, oh, whoa. Best of Bud's podcast, uh, episode 11, with Mr. Ben Lewinger, Ooh. folks. Um, New Mexico Cannabis Chamber. So had him on today. We're going to have, I think, Ben Shaw in the weeks to come, Benjamin. Um, to talk about just being a business person in Albuquerque, uh, probably a very minor, if at all, consumer of cannabis, but what he thinks from that perspective. That should be fun. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah, can't. Me either. Me either. Come on, hit me with some music. I'm trying. We'll have to add it. Add, add it later. We're going to add it later. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. yeah, you better be. All right. Bye. <laughs>